Good evening, good evening, everybody. We are back. This is your Ramen Movement crew. Uh, doing a little different this week, audio only, so hopefully you'll stop by one of the platforms that are available and check us out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Say hey, everybody. Miss David, how are you today? Oh, I am blessed and highly favored. Oh, God is so good to me. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. Right. See, just energy flowing through the room. We appreciate yes, that. Mr. Yes. C.T., creativity at his finest. How are you, sir? I can't complain, man. It's uh, above the ground, ten toes down, and all I can say is I'm blessed, man. A lot of uh, things going on as far as personal stuff, but this is part of if you're being a business owner and things, personal stuff you got to deal with. But you got to learn how to separate the two. True fact. In order to make yourself available to do bigger and better things, but getting dealt with. Good. Excuse me if I sound a little nasal. Allergies are on blast right now, so. Yeah, y'all uh, keep our Care Bear in your thoughts. Whoa, Bro, whoa, sir. Talks. You are <laughs> not allowed to call him Care Bear. Do you want to really fight? I really don't want you calling you... <laughs> me Care Bear. <laughs> Only I can call him Care Bear. God, well, you heard God. it there first. My, my apologies to everyone. Oh, and man. I'm the, the host, moderator, mediator, middle guy, whatever you want to call it. I just enjoy vibing with these people and vibing with you all. Um, everything's going good for me. Enjoying life, doing big things, work's going well, um, business is starting to grow. Hope you guys check out those commercials because I have fun doing those. Those are check lots of fun. Lots they of fun. are wonderful. Can't even lie. Hilarious. is getting it on. He's doing his thing, so you, you better ch- tune in, man. But it's also, and I'm, I don't I want to say this because I want people to understand, I'm not the one using a product. But I am a plug for my brother, and I'm a plug for him because he really believes in this. If he really didn't believe in it, then it'd be something else. And me and him had talks off the air, uh, face-to-face about this product and him doing things of this nature. But I can see how he's behind it. And so if you don't feel it from those commercials, you need to have a one-on-one conversation with him, talk about this. And it may be something that changes your life. And he has the proof. I've seen the people face to face myself, so. Well, I appreciate that. I Plug appreciate you, bro. Good looking out. Good looking Most out. Most definitely. Well, Miss David, let's just get right to it. Uh, oh, bam! Start something different. And just ask you. You know, you're the featured, not so much a guest, but you're the featured staff member today. So, ah. how was your week? Tell us a little bit about your week. Man, look, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And, of course, I jumped my butt on Facebook and Instagram, and I was just researching and studying and going through some YouTube videos and stayed up until about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I finally went back to bed. Man, when I woke up, I was getting all kinds of text messages and group me posts and emails like, congratulations, congratulations, you top 10, you top 10 in the country. And I was like, what? How did that happen? Right. Um, and I was super excited about it because it was some one of those things that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And it's really not even one of the goals that I put out there. It was just the fact that you were consistent and you were working and you were making it happen. And then I was serving my clients. Like, right. I was serving the people like I would any other day of the week. And the Lord just decided to show a little favor on me. So I am super just enthralled. And I'm just, oh. You don't even understand, honey. I'm already making my congratulations and thank you speeches in hey, my mind. <laughs> hey, hey, do that thing. You're going worldwide, too. Hey. It's, it's definitely something, uh, as business owners, we shouldn't be ashamed of celebrating ourselves. No, no not at all. Just to be specific about it, it's top 10, continue, What? What's the, what exactly is that? I, I was the top four produced, I was, excuse me, I was the top four paid producer in the country for my company, Equus Financial. Paid producer. Yeah. So there's a difference between submitted because right. submitted means that you wrote business and then and nobody cut the check. Ain't, yeah. ain't nothing went yeah. through But in respect to paid, right. that meant they cut checks out. The money has been received. It has been processed. It's been issued and they are ready to cut checks out and that being number four in the country for the whole company. Because first it said top 20. First people were saying top 10. 
And I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pay it much mind. And then, of course, I finally went to the website and looked at it. And it says top 25 producers. So I scrolled through the name and list. And I was looking looking for my name. But I kept looking towards the bottom of the list. And I didn't see my name. So I had to go back up to the top. And they was like, oh, you're number four. Pleasant surprise. What? Even above my regional manager. I mean, right above my regional manager. And I was like, oh, Sookie now. I love you, Lori. But that definitely was one of those I did not expect. Mm -hmm. When the Lord says that he is going to pour out a blessing you don't have room for, I didn't expect that one. I was so, oh. Right. But but even with the the last couple weeks that you had, this made it, you know, all that much more special. You know, like staying the course and and being consistent and doing the thing you talk about daily with your systems and all that. Here's where it paid off. Absolutely. You know, you never know when it's going to hit you. You never know. So it, it made it, you know, regardless of the outcome, the week was great. The week was absolutely phenomenal. And even it wasn't even just about making that accolade because, right. mind you, there are other people out there who I'm competing with every day for mm-hmm. that particular accolade, and I don't even really feel like I'm competing with them. So it's, they're, they're winning it all the time, and I don't never pay attention to it. I don't okay. ever pay attention to it. But in this situation, it was great to be able to see my name and say on a on a platform, on a countrywide platform, people acknowledged and recognized the work that I was doing because right. we still live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like we still look, we don't we don't have a million people in this city. Absolutely. And then you look at people from St. Louis, and you look at people in California, and you look at people in Florida, you look at people all over the country who represent the same company. And the little chick from Knoxville is still representing. Man, I mean, that's represents, definitely. Represents, represents, represents. You better say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what it's all about. I mean, right. when you are, you do have that passion and you love what you do and you know that you're helping people. I mean, there is not a single client that I've had in the last few weeks that's been able to write business with that I felt like that I cheated, mm-hmm. that I mistreated, mm-hmm. that I tried to hustle and scam over mm-hmm. to get the business out of them. I treated them the same way that I treated you when I wrote your business. I treated you when you wrote your Every single one of them, I treated them the exact same way, and they were just saying, right. we, we commend you. And it, and it is to be commended. It's not to be taken lightly. Uh, I think we... It's not false humility, mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't celebrate ourselves enough mm-hmm. and the, the accomplishments. Uh, I think so. you still think we're doing a lot on TV because you keep looking straight ahead. You look <laughs> like you're looking at the screen. Hey, I, I know, I know, it's new. I know it's new for all of us. So, on to you, sir. How, how was your week? Man, you know what? I could sit here and complain about my week, but it's one of those things where I have to do what I have to do for my situation. Uh, working a nine to five and still trying to get stuff off. Basically, it's not the best situation as far as trying to be your own person, boss or whatever. But when it comes to having kids and things of that nature, make sure insurance is good until you get to the point where you can say birds and I'm out. You have to go through what you go through. But it's one of those things, man, where Working customer service, and this is one of the things, too, that I'm going to be working on, is a little something comical as far as customer service. Because customer service has lost all complete, utter respect in Uh the world that we live in. And the reason customer service is lacking these days is because I feel we're in a situation in a society where everyone is, I'm this, I deserve this. And you're going to give me this. Okay. It's one of those things where it doesn't matter how the times have changed. But they are expecting this because they're setting their ways of what has been done in the past. Sure. And being in the field that I'm working in, at my particular call center, people really come in. And the first thing that they're coming off with is, I've been with you this long. Me personally, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. <laughs> so does loyalty not have any favor anymore? Here's no, the thing no. about it. Here's the thing about it, and I understand that you've been a loyal customer. Mm-hmm. I understand where you've been, but 
the whole set is changed as far as how things are handled. Sure. We don't have the ability to give you the things that we've done in the past because technology has taken this to a whole nother level. Okay. I mean, we're dealing with cell phones. Mm-hmm. Because we're dealing with cell phones, instead of these $200 phones mm-hmm. that you could sign up for and you could get those for free. Right. Or we can put you in that for free and then lock you in the contract. We're saying we're not trying to lock you in the contract. Right. Right. But even with you being with us, you can't get that phone for that price. Sure. But if you don't have the money to do it, we can set you up with payments. Sure. That way you can pay it off that way. Right. But these people, because they've been with us so long, they feel like I should have a free phone. Because guess who's coming in getting the free phone? Newbies. New people that are either coming over from other companies. And and this is the thing about it. This business is basically a carousel. Sure. Because a carousel, rather. I say carousel. I, carousel. We knew what you meant. We knew yeah. what you meant. I didn't. But uh, <laughs> it's a carousel. Because basically. wheel goes with Karis Bear. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you. But. What is happening is that these people think they can bounce from company to company and they think that it's okay <laughs> for <laughs> them to go to different companies and do what they do. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I, and I that I, is the art of manipulation. I had I mean, a customer, negotiation. Yeah, <laughs> I had a customer the other day. I had a customer the other day. And I was telling her, you know, right, right now we don't have any promotions for you or the promotions that we had. They were just like $150, $200 off of a phone. Right. And they were like, so you're telling me I have to go to Verizon or go to the other company. And then I had to come back to you guys just to get that phone. And it sounded like she was really willing to do that. Just like, why would but, you? I mean, some people are. I mean, not even in the, the cell phone industry. I know people that have done that with television service. No, you seen the post that said, you know, this is what politics are. That said, will you marry my son? Will you marry my son? No. Well, he's going to be the CEO of Microsoft. And then you go to Bill Gates and it was like, well, can you make him the CEO? No. Well, he's going to marry Rockefeller's daughter. Okay, well, I'll make him the CEO. Right. Right, but, and like you said, negotiate, manipulate, whatever word, manipulation. <laughs> manipulation. <laughs> but it's just... It's, it's real. It's just one of those things, man, where as much as we try to give people good customer service, if you're getting hit with that time and time again, your customer service is going to lack. So do you think that detracts like from your energy as far as working your business when you leave work? Or are you able to disconnect? No, I, and that may be one of the problems I have is because I'm so drained afterwards. And people don't understand that. You see people talking on the phone and your mind state is, oh, you're talking about it's a hard job. Yeah, it's, just, it's not hard. It's not hard. Okay, I want you to come in here and I want you to sit here and talk to these people all day. These people who have the same questions, same problems. And you have the same answers over and over again. And then you have two out of the five who understand what you're saying. They're good with it. You have another two that are just like, eh, I don't, I think you can do something better. I think you can, I think you can, well, let me get you to this team, see what they can do. And then you have that one person who gets on the phone and wants to be, that person Karen and wants to start talking <laughs> wants to start talking to you she got the haircut the wants words. To, yeah wants okay to to the just wants to talk to you like you're beneath them right and talk to you and try to belittle you in every way but you have to hold your peace because it's your job yeah and um I'll offer this maybe it will help maybe it won't but you have to understand their care like put yourself in their shoes but also on your end to to not take it personal like you know what i'm getting paid whether Brother. you get what you want or not no i understand because yeah. people people talk to you that way 
but it's something you have to work on within yourself I'm, because I'm, your your business outside of there is way more important and you can't let anything quench that fire I mean, you gotta, you gotta just look, let it get to the place. That is very understandable, but when this is the majority of what I'm doing right now, and I've heard this before, time and time again, and I've tried to do it the way they want, and tried to separate the two, I mean, it's it's kind of tough. Well, especially just, when you know there's something greater that you could be doing, and that's fine. That's what I'm telling you. Don't do it. The way stay in the parameters of what they want you to do, but find out the way CT needs to do it because you have a gift that you have. CT to share with can't the world. do it the way CT wants to do it because if CT does it the way he wants to do it, CT's gonna be fired. I'm just trying because to see. I understand where you're coming from. I really do. The thing about it is, CT's already that guy that will sit there, and after I tell you what I had to say, I will sit there quietly. You know why I'm sitting there quietly because I don't want to lose my temper with you. And I don't want to go over the same information over and over again because you think and feel that I'm going to harp on this and you're going to change my mind. No. I'm my own individual and I understand I'm going to respect you because that's my job to respect you as a customer. But you cannot sit here and tell me that you're going to sit here and keep on, keep on. It's like people call in and they say, why is my bill this high? And you say... I, you've been making partial payments on your bill. Well, I've been paying what the automated system tells me to. Do you look at your bill? Do you see your bill and see how much you have to pay each month? You know you have more than that to pay if you look at your bill, but you're not looking at your bill. Right. You're and, listening to again, a system. You can't. You can't feed into their nonsense. That's what I'm saying. Like we're we're all about encouraging each other to have a great week. So. Take all that and, and and try your best to not take a person. Like, make it a point to say, you know what? You can say whatever you want. It's not going to change me. I have to do a job. I will do my job to the best of my ability. Because, again, you don't want that, you know. I just took up the majority gotta, of the session. It's fine. We, we, asked, we asked you how your week was going. It's all good. So, it's all good. So we see, this is know. the thing. I can't continue doing this because it might be like this every week because I will have to Something that will set me off. Tell us what's going on in the news. Let's get to it. All right. So if we're going to talk about the news, let's talk about, and first and foremost, what I want to do is send out condolences to the people uh, that have been affected the over the past two weeks mm -hmm. as far as with the violent shootings uh, that have been going on. This is very tragic. This should never have happened. But this is the world that we live in right now. And my question is, this is related to business, and I don't want to seem insensitive as far as talking about this subject, but one of the shootings that did happen happened in Walmart. And basically, it seems like Walmart is trying to cover up their tracks a little bit, but also trying to show that they're doing things to prevent this from happening again uh, what do you feel is going to happen with Walmart after this whole situation has happened nothing yeah I think there will, <laughs> as typical form there will be thoughts and prayers um, mimic or whatever kind of forced outrage mm -hmm. um, you know it's like <coughs> what Excuse corporation cares about our boycotts Nothing. What no. corporation cares about us deciding not to shop at their store on a particular day? Why? Because they've done their homework. They know who's buying their stuff, and mm. you just don't measure on the as tragic as it is. Let's we cannot, you know, belittle how tragic everything because now it makes you wonder. You know, okay, do be more vigilant while you're out. Right. You know, but as far back to the original point of the business standpoint, it's not going to impact anything i don't believe like from a business standpoint um they're they're not going to hire more security to make you feel more safe right so because why that costs money right and it's like it thought, affects their bottom line right thoughts and prayers and that's about it 
Sorry, I was going back to this actual um, awesome post about thoughts and prayers when you said that, that yeah. made me uh, want to reshare that. Um, no, of course, we're, we're now aware that part of their resolve is to not just do thoughts and prayers, but to make a placated move into doing something that completely has nothing to do with the situation at all. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, let's take down all the video games and let's take down all the posters or anything that acknowledges any violence, even the hunting games, mm -hmm. which I think they're going to get some backlash on that one. But the reality of it is there's a, there's a pivot. There's a diversionary tactic that says, mm -hmm. okay, well, everybody's got a problem over here. Let's deal with this problem over here. Or let's feel like we're doing something and we're really not. We're right. just placating the problem over and over again. So, you know, when you told me earlier about the video games, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I, right. I had to pull I saw you. I saw you looking up. I yeah. was like, for real, son? Like, y'all yeah. decide. But Say word B. Word B. Because <laughs> it really is like... If they take something and run with it, and nobody's really sitting down, and we know what the problem is. I mm -hmm. mean, we we know what the problem is right. over and over again. So, no, I didn't even mention this earlier. So I seen this on D.L. Hughley's page mm -hmm. where they had come into a house to do a raid to serve a warrant because it was maybe a drug raid or whatever, and they proceeded to shoot a 12-year-old kid in the knee. Holy smokes. And they had the wrong house. The good guys with the guns? Yes, the good guys with the guns. Huh. Um, shot a 12-year-old kid in the knee, even though they had the wrong house. The what? wrong house. The raid was served on the wrong house. They took the mother to the police station instead of to the hospital to be with her 12-year-old son. What? Real life. Right. Real life. So this is what we, we look into those diversionary tactics. Right, right. It was like, instead of doing what we know is to be right, Walmart, yeah. you know you're supposed to take the guns down. You want to take the video games down. Police, instead of knowing that you're supposed to take the mama to the hospital to be with her son, you want to take her to the police department. These things don't solve the problem. These are just right. not the right thing to do. But like we said about the art of manipulation, it is... It's a very unfortunate situation there where we're supposed to go right. Mm. Everything is going okay. left. And we wonder what's wrong with our society is because people aren't prepared for when we go left. Mm -hmm. And you look you look right after it happened in Springfield. Right. You know, call it a conspiracy theorist or whatever, that was orchestrated because everybody wanted to pump that good guy with the gun and stop him. Mm -hmm. The guy that walked in and they stopped this guy. You mm -hmm. know, so... You got to pay attention to what's going on, and yes, you have to be more vigilant when you're out, mm -hmm. and there's not a single absolute solution to the problem. I mean, people are sick, and we have to not cover it up, not give people, I mean, honestly, you know, if you see that thing over there quacking and walking and flapping its wings. That's you, a platypus. See? She knows. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we we got to stop burying our head in the sand mm -hmm. and being like, huh, that that looked like a duck, but it ain't coming but out But it's not the bill, so it's a platypus. Right. It's not a duck. Right, right. And it and it could be a, um, a platypus, like she said. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, like, again, we get to where nothing gets done. Because if we can just push it out to the side and come up with the next big thing. Right. You know, like, people don't pay attention that the judicial system is slowly changing right under our noses and we're not paying attention because we're focused on other things that mm. that because I myself got out of place and argued with a few people about this. Um, you know, you can get mad about the picture that forty five took. You can get mad about his pose and all that, but we're still not addressing the issue. But I said that to say this, long way around the barn. But as far as Walmart as a business, it won't impact anything. Mm -hmm. Not at all. I mean, it, people still don't go. It's still ingrained in people's, um, you know, vernacular or routine. And I, and I honestly, I saw someone on my Facebook page. Uh, someone had asked, she had posted something asking about who's going to an event, and another person replied on her post talking about people are getting shot at. Uh, People get shot there or wherever that she was talking about going, and she replied, 
people are getting shot at Walmart. Sure. And so it brings it all back to reality because it's, I think it's a place where a lot of people are sitting at right now. So, where they are like, you know what? I can sit here in fear and say I'm going to boycott this or I'm not going there. But in all honesty, it could happen anywhere. Nobody well, knows I mean, the time or the place, but... So, is that what happened in Dayton? Because, I mean, in Dayton, am I right about Dayton? They were, it was just a, a regular college town where people were out having drinks at night, and, and, and it was the area of town where it was supposed to be a lot better because this was close to the college. Right. And the shooter decided that he was just going to shoot, what, nine, what, people and I six of them end up being black. But I have to look that up because I, that, that one, was in the I same 24 have, hours. Saw, you had that's the other one I was talking about. Yes. But I didn't, I don't have all the details on that one. Okay, you gotta, well, I'll have to, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But the the biggest thing that I, actually that you said, Brantley, that I want to, um, is it going to change anything? Yes. Amazon is going to use it to leverage the Very situation. True. They are absolutely going to use it to leverage the situation. And I go back to, and I don't know when this movie was put out, but you remember Sandra Bullock was in that movie, The Net? Yes. And The Net was the fact that she had been in her house. She had not had to leave her house for X number of years. She had Mm -hmm. worked at her job, and she was making money, and she was living. She was paying all her bills, but none of her employer or her employers or coworkers had seen her in X number of years, and somebody had stole her identity. Well, the reality of it is, is as more of these shootings start to take place, then people are going to stop going to Walmart because mm. Alexa buy me salt, and she is going to go ahead and order me salt off of Amazon, and it's going to show up at my house, and I don't have to worry about lifting. She's ordering it now. Alexa is my girl. Look, don't be talking about my boo thing. But yeah. yeah, but that's the thing is now we're in a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Amazon is taking over. Uh, Alexa, thank you, baby. You can turn off now. Um, <laughs> but in the respect that... She said be quiet. I told you, you will not talk crazy <laughs> to my Alexa. You're not going to have her call the police on me. That's what we're not going to do. Thank you, Alexa. You have a blessed night. Um, <laughs> Girl, I'll unplug you. Stop playing. But no, I mean these are things they done took over Whole Foods. Now you got DoorDash, you got your food delivered yes, to you. Right. You know you can pay all your bills online, like you said all the time. We went from brick and mortar to click and order. So now it's it's becoming what, like you're saying, the leverage can be as a, a safety feature. Remember that other movie, Equilibrium? Yeah. I swear, I swear, I swear. I've always said it that these mutant these movies are almost a prediction of the future. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? And as much as they're putting it into place, these companies are looking at, ah, I can implement that. Right. I can see I that. Can get it exactly. The kids can go to school online, and they don't have to actually go to class and interact with other kids. Hmm, that's easy. We'll homeschool them. We'll have an online program. They don't have to worry about interacting with other kids, and we can just put them into a room and let them procreate and create other kids. We don't have to teach them about love. And emo- I'm sorry. I went there. No, that's all right. Carrier, yes. no, there's a lot of stuff that... Um, that is going on in the world today that I was watching Deces and Miro and they had Spike Lee on. And they were talking about a lot of this stuff as far as in his movies. I think it was, I don't remember if it was School Days or if it was um, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of stuff that they were talking about in that movie is happening now. Sure. And it's like art has become a reality. Yes. And... A lot of the things that we always thought would not happen, it's happening. And we can't figure out if art is imitating life or if life is imitating art. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very true. But this is, in my opinion, it's something we have, as a people, we have to get a handle on. So how does, how does, do you think the media plays a role in creating the fear? Creating the... Well, I don't even think it's fear. Day. I think in a way, the media, what it does now is... It desensitizes people. True. People people look at stuff and they be like, it happened again. But guess what they do? Instead of having that moment where they're just like, oh. Right. Because I, you know, speaking strictly from our childhood, 
Baby Jessica, that tore the whole world up. Mm -hmm. Yes. When the girl fell down the well, mm -hmm. I mean... It was on in school. Yeah. You, you saw it in school. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to really get to something that really stopped the nation, the last time I feel like we really stopped, it was the 9-11. Right. 9-11 is probably the last time where you had, where people saw the stuff happening and they really start really thinking about life and thinking about decisions and thinking about, yo, where's my family at, this and the other. Even if you're not there in that space, you were thinking about it. Because I still sure. remember when it happened, you were at my apartment. I had it with the work. And I'm sitting here. I'm watching it. And I called you. And I was like, yo, you seeing this? And you were like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. But at first, I was like, stop playing. Yeah, like, yeah. And we were, we were just sitting there talking. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then the next thing you know what happens, I call you again. Or you called me and you were like, yo, I'm, I got to go up to this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, man, they sending me up there. Mm. And it just hit me hard. And people that work are like, what's wrong with you? I said, they about to send my brother up here to this book. Mm. They sending him up there now. Mm. And praise God, you didn't have to go like into the midst of it. You were on the outskirts of it. But still, just knowing you have a loved one going into that. Sure. So if it's like that for me and I'm on the outside looking in... What does it feel like for somebody that their people were in those buildings? Right. And I think that's the last time you had anything of that nature where people were just like, you know what, we need to stop and we need to think about this stuff. Sure. And where it brought people together. But after that, guess what? Oh, this it's is done. Live. Right, right. We're, we're, we're used very, to it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's right. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to have something really big happen. It's like being a child. Your parents can keep telling you, stop doing something. Stop doing something. I told you. I told you stop doing it. It's like the most famous thing I remember my dad. Well, it's, not, it's one of the famous stories. When I was two. Rue High School. Big kids are sliding. They have these sections in the bleachers where you can slide down. Okay. And you can. It's basically like a slide. I'm watching them. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. He kept telling me, stop doing it. Mm -hmm. I guess he was watching the game a little bit. I'm going to do this. Guess what happens? I did it one too many times. The last time I slid down, it got down to that end. And I hit the back of my head. I still have the scar in the back of my head. But the thing is, I was I was warned. And that's the thing. We have these warnings of things that are going to happen. Sure. And we don't heed to these warnings. Mm -hmm. But then we are back to a level where we things just don't affect us the way they should. Because we've seen so much. And that's like people that live in certain situations. They keep asking, why are these people living this way? If that's all they know, that's what they're going to go to. So do you think these events should be seen as warnings? To what's the call to action? It's it's one of those things where you can try and try to talk, but it probably won't change anything because we are so divided already. And a lot of what's going on is people are thinking that Joe Blow over here won't do anything, but Joe Blow is the one committing the crime. Sure. And they think because of what they have in their mind that it's not going to happen because this is my city. I know my city. Mm -hmm. Nothing like this will happen in my city. And that's the biggest problem we have with all the different issues that we're having as a country is because people are in their bubble as far as their city. It's like, this is my city. This is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But then when it happens in their city, oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord help me Lord I can't believe this well you should believe it because it's happening anywhere you don't know what's going to happen people you don't know what's on people's minds you don't know what in general is going to happen regardless from day to day because you have no control over it right so what I mean I guess again the call to action is it come out of fear be more vigilant be more observant 
Well, you're gonna have to do all that, but the biggest thing is people. We have to get to the point where we understand that, regardless of who you are and how you live, that's your life. I understand, but when it comes to these situations, I have to be more knowledgeable about the situation. I have to know my surroundings. But the first thing you got to do, you got to learn how to love people in general. Period. You can't just sit here and let this person slide when something's happening. And then try to go in hard on this other person because of race, creed, belief, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a Muslim. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, or whatever. What if I'm a wizard? Hold on now. Harry Potter even? Hold on now. Wait a minute. Hold on. You brought brought in something that, that we weren't ready for. Okay. What, what you talking about? Because I know that I was raised by a witch. Okay. Um, <laughs> you wonder why they call you witch. That's why they call you but witch. It, it, <laughs> I think it's weird. We're desensitized or desensitized in one way, but then we're extra sensitive in certain ways, too. There has to be some, some leeway given. It's but. not, we don't have any time. In my opinion, we don't have that perfect balance. I think you examine, you examine interactions on a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. You can't let things classify, make you classify. You know, that uh, if I have a bad interaction with you, well, then all people that are like you do that. I think that's the biggest thing we have to get to is not to... To quant to qualify lump everybody, and we say we don't want people doing it to us, but we can't do it either. And I think that helps us as business owners, even when you're prospecting. Sure. You can't say this person doesn't have enough money to do business. You don't know that. You don't know that until you have that interaction. Oh God. I think mm-hmm. it's a skill we have to adopt as business owners, and we can truly invoke change in the world. I mean, I believe it is. Part, part of being a business owner is to have a positive impact. You know, a lot of corporations are going to that to being responsible corporate citizens. Sure. Well, as a business owner, you have to be, you know, responsible as well, a responsible citizen. And part of that is being that influence that, hey, we're going to look at this situation. We're not going to jump into judgment or just cast an opinion and say this is fact. We're going to handle these interactions, you know, and be vigilant. Be, you know, be aware, but still give people the benefit of the doubt. So I think that's one of the major things we can take from these incidents. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I agree because I think um, a portion of me, because of what I do and who I am, it says that we need to be able to, we need to talk to people about life insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, that may seem like the most insensitive thing in the world to say. And I understand that. But knowing that the beneficiaries or the people who are left behind or are left with enough money to lobby to Congress, mm-hmm. who are left with enough money to donate to different charities and who are able to take some of that beneficial gain that they have, the financial beneficial gain. I mean, I came up with Scarface in 91, money and the power. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe being able to leverage that same dollar and saying, put me in front of a congressman, put me in front of a state representative so we can create a bill, we can create a law, and we can make change. Right. Again, how do you do that without the almighty dollar? Absolutely. And it seems very insensitive to say, well, how is your answer to everything money? Because right. money isn't everything, but it is up there with oxygen. And that's the that's the one, you know, not to solely focus on that, but that scripture that gets misinterpreted, that your gift will make room for you. That's what it's talking about mm, right there. Yes your, yes. your gift will make room for you. Absolutely. It will get you in front of some important people Absolutely. if you have tribute to pay. That's right. And I, and I think people get that confused with my talent. No, it's it's talking about this right here. And, and, and strangely enough, like you said, with my talent, in respect of, so there was that guy in Florida mm-hmm. who, of course, was threatening to have a copycat of the whole Florida um, mm-hmm. Walmart situation. Well, he was using that as his gift. He was wanting to be able to replicate the same crime, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is 
he didn't have the financial resources to be able to get in front of an audience and be able to speak his mind and be able to further the cause. Right. So he started to use his own ill-tempered, I guess is the best way to say it, this ill-tempered gift in order to try and gather that same attention. Mm -hmm. You know, money can do the same thing yes. with a lot less effort, energy, and pain and heartache. And mm -hmm. the same thing goes true in respect of the NRA. Mm -hmm. They don't have to they are big gun advocates. They don't have to go around shooting nobody. Mm -hmm. They got plenty of money to make laws. They have plenty of money to make policy. They have mm -hmm. plenty of money to get into the bed with the politicians who are making sure that that entity is getting what they... How come we're not doing that with all of our other... We see what the formula is. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we look at it and we say Amazon didn't pay any taxes. That's a business. So we don't know that Jeff Bezos specifically didn't pay any taxes as an individual. But Amazon themselves, they knew how to position and leverage themselves because of the almighty dollar. Right. They mm -hmm. were able to say, we can move our business off to a different country if we need to. We can be able to leverage it and we can create new business um, sub outlets right. in various places so we can leverage that. We can hire more people, but we can still take over. We can dominate and our CEO is going to be the richest man in the world. Right. In the world. Right. The world, Craig. And, and <laughs> <laughs> but even still, but this is the, this is the thing. It's literally the world, right? Because Jeff Bezos is talking about I'm going in space. I'm I'm done with this planet. Yeah. Like this planet Earth is not good enough for him anymore. So literally, he's like, what's what's the rest of the world have right. to offer? Right. That's tremendous. Like, even to the degree that he was like, I'm ready to go out into space because I know that Earth is in infinite. And I'm trying to leave here and get it set up for my children and my grandchildren, which I don't even know if he has children. I don't even think he does. Mm -hmm. But he's already looking at it from the pretense of the future generations are going to be living on the moon or Mars or wherever the case may be or have a big rotating wheel in the middle of the, the Milky Way. He's already thinking that way. Right. Why aren't we? Right. It's 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 a mentality that has to change. I mean, that's a that's the call to action. Yeah. You know, it's like how do we get things done? Why are we not moving towards something that's gonna invoke change? And part of it is is that almighty dollar having the money to having the money where you're uh, boycott actually means something. Sure. Having the money where your influence causes a whole group of people. Think about the um, the gold rush. Mm -hmm. People didn't have money, but they still had the will and tenacity to say, we're going to get in our, our wagons and we're going to go to California. We're going to look mm -hmm. for gold. We're going to try. We're going to make a difference and we're going to move outside of what we know as our norm we have to be able to branch out and explore and see things in a different light if we keep getting stuck in the same situation over and over again what are we going to do that's going to be different and that's what you know back to the warren buffett comment about you know if you keep having and i'm paraphrasing an emotional reaction to everything you're always going to lose yeah that's true and the emotions are great feel yeah. feel in the situation feel yeah. it but do something and I think that's where we need to get to collectively. And we all in this room can raise our hands that there are certain more things we can do to be more active. Sure. You know, and that's where we're not trying to cast off a vision of mm -hmm. everybody else. Needs, no, we all need to find that way. Writing, typing a letter, doing something for somebody else. Again, I've said it before, where the experts can excel at what they're doing. If they need you to type a letter... Let me type that letter. Sure. So they can keep pushing on and not have to worry about did the letter get typed. Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, Everybody great. has their role. I mean, even in church, it's like each... The body has different members. Right. Mm -hmm. And they all work together for the good. So right. if you can write... Deacon board. <laughs> Usher board. Right. YPI secretary. Right. There you go. Mm. There you go. But all of them come together. And yes, like, yes. you know, the deacon board is yes. going over here and they give a communion. And, you know, the missionary circle might be going over here yeah. and they're praying. 
all of these various things, we come together so we can build a a better future. So it's not like we don't know. We just don't follow. I think the biggest thing that's happened is that we've complicated something that's so simple. Mm. And when I say that, it's, it's simple because you have people in place to do things, but you put all these extra things on top of it as far as, oh, well, this is happening here and we this person we don't need anymore because what were they really doing? So let's throw this load on you and let's make it a little more... That's more corporate. But and and that's part of corporate from the standpoint of they trying to save money because they all exactly, got the almighty dollar. Exactly. That that's necessarily biblical or that's not necessarily the church in the respect of all of the bodies of the members of the bodies come together. Yeah. But but no, I I feel you in that respect, and we do have to be cognizant of that. Uh, some of it comes from the standpoint of. There was a day and age where jobs was giving away freedom. Like, everybody could get a job, no matter what. You just walked in the door. I mean, we think about it. And when we talk about our parents, and they were like, yeah, I bought a house when I was 20 years old. What was your credit score? They had no credit score. They just had a fact that they had a job, and they've been there for three or four years, and their boss wrote a letter, and they've got a house. They had a third-grade education. They were able to buy a house. And the house was probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 when they bought a house. Now they turn around and selling it for $200,000. See, those things change and create a different dynamic mm-hmm. overall. But, mind you, those people literally did one job. This whole idea of multitasking and adding various right. components to it, that's something that has been added to the corporate platform over the last 20, 30 years because they want to maximize their dollar. I mean, literally, they want to leverage and get the most benefit out of their dollar which is completely understandable right, right, right. i want my money to make money for me too yeah, yeah, no, no. but when you start doing it with people mm-hmm. then you drain a very valuable resource the one thing about money is it doesn't have any emotions it doesn't feel anything very true it is an inanimate object and mind you it can grow it can compound and it can do all of that and maybe we just don't have the intuitiveness to hear the money screaming and hollering like a dog whistle you can hear a dog like what we don't have that with money so we can treat money that way unfortunately we start treating people that way and putting a little too much stress on them right now we y'all borderline we're all generation x right zennial zennial whatever you still was doing your homework while listening to music and playing video games. Yes. Okay. If he was doing his homework. If he was doing it, he was at least doing two of the three things. Sometimes you Am I right or am I right? Absolutely. So the reality of it is when the employers or the corporate America looks at the fact that we was listening to rap music and we could hear the music coming in, we were still writing an English paper, and mm-hmm. when the sticks got passed over to us, we was able to jump in there and get our little video game in and be able to move with that. They seen that as an opportunity. Right. Doesn't mean it was a good opportunity. They just seen it as an opportunity. And now they're starting to recognize the fact of you've got people moving in so many different directions. They're not giving you their all. They're not giving you 100%. I am a true Napoleon Hill definiteness of purpose person that says you have to be able to focus on one thing at a time. Me being a millennial as well, I love multitasking. Like it is, it's addictive to me because I'm so used to watching TV, doing my homework, listening to music, and cooking dinner at the same time. There is a generation of us who are so used to doing that, mm-hmm. and it's become one of those things that it's a gift and a curse. And we have to be very cognizant of that right. because even though we show the capacity to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it well. Yeah, and the yeah. outcomes too. It's very good. Relationships. It does a lot of things which can lead to situations like this. And We're the experimental them. generation. Like, yeah. literally, they threw a whole bunch of crazy stuff Let's on try. us. And was like, eh, hey, we've got this new chicken pot drug. Let's try it. Let's see if it works for y'all. But, and this is, <laughs> this is part of... Again, what we're going into. So this is what we wanted to feature you about today. Um, changing this thing and this, this book, if you haven't had a chance to read it, it's called Who Taught You 
How to Be Broke. It's by our very own David Jones. That's me! And we're going to finish out the session today by just getting into a little bit of it. Got to give you your taste, but you got to pay for the rest. Oh! And, um, money, 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 money. Ask a few questions about. Um, so, the first one that, that stuck me out was in chapter one. And you said, um, you know, talking about defining your why, why do you want money? Now, is that something you were able to easily define yourself, or is that something you had to discover as well? Oh, no, I had to discover it as well. Okay. Because, well, actually, I grew up with money. Money was very free, it was coming to me easily. I had a little bit of everything that I wanted. It, I remember, and this is, uh, you know, I hope that my, my family doesn't get upset about that, but I remember when my parents got a divorce, and one bought me a Atari, one parent got bought me an Atari, and the other one bought me the um, Commodore VIC-20. I had a computer and an Atari that same year. Like, literally, y'all just throwing money at me. Y'all throwing all of these wonderful gifts at me. So I was very fortunate in that respect that I came up with money. And we also talk about in respect of children, they're born with a level of abundance. They are born whereas they get whatever they want. They scream, they get fed. Mm -hmm. They scream, they get changed. They get screamed, somebody gives them whatever they want. So we call it spoiled, but the reality of it is they were born with that. And so when do we get, because a little later on you talk about when do you are and neither one everybody um when do we get molded into the scarcity mindset because <laughs> like you said with a the baby they just cry somebody's gonna feed me i, I mean food's mm-hmm. coming from somewhere i'm not worried about it but when when does that all change do you think for me it was when my the first time my mama said do you have mcdonald's money okay Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean McDonald's? I have to pay money for that? Why are you having these conversations with me? I'm three, I'm four, I'm five. Why would we ask me, do you have gas money? Whoa, wait a minute. How right. How are we, I'm not used to this. Where right. would you put these things on me where I've now got to figure out what money is? How do you come mm-hmm. about it? Why, why is this making a difference in my life? I'm so used to getting everything that I wanted mm-hmm. for all of these years. Mind you, three or four or five. <laughs> but it was my whole lifetime. It was my whole time. My it whole was my life. whole life. <laughs> and now you're saying, well, wait a minute. You need to be able to give me money. For what? You brought me into this world. I didn't ask to be here. I thought you brought me here so you could give me McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I thought you brought me here so you could take me places that I wanted to go. Alas, that was not the case. Right. That was not true. But, in, in, in it all, it really came down to the fact that you started recognizing money was not as free as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And, and that abundance, there was that time, that defining moment. And even with my kids, my kids used to have this thing where they just felt like if I put my debit card in there, they was like, swipe it and let me type it. Right. They created a song, swipe it, let me type it. Swipe like that was all it took in order to buy stuff. They didn't know that it was you a matter had to have of money behind that. You had to have money had in the car. <laughs> behind that swipe there has to be some type of money. They didn't even know that yeah. you got a paycheck from going to the job right. that you were spending eight right. hours. I mean, they just felt like, Well, I don't get a paycheck for going to school. So you mean you get a paycheck for the place that you go for the whole time I'm in school? Right. How come I don't get one? What what kind of is that? Right. And so this I mean, it's fair to say this whole project mm-hmm. came from your life experiences. Yep. And that, to me, is what is so, like, dynamic about it. It's not... He got it highlighted and everything. You're not out of touch <laughs> with... Um, these are not things that, you know, even negative people, you can say all you want. I can't do these things. But the things you talk about, especially paying yourself first. The importance of paying yourself first cannot be underestimated. Why? Because everybody else is going to get their piece. And sure. you have Very to true. say everybody else can wait. One thing that helped me, and it just brought back memories of that reading through this three times this week. Um, <laughs> God bless you and your ministry. It, it brought back memories of, you know, sitting down when you're overwhelmed with finances. And, like, the epiphany you had was, well, could I pay everything off with one paycheck? No, then I'm not going to worry about it. These folks are going to have to get in line and wait. Sure. And nobody's more... There's nothing wrong with saying nobody's more important to me from a financial standpoint. Yes. 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of people are so used to paying bills and putting their bills is their first priority. Their bills is the reason why they go to work. Their bills is the reason why they are out here hustling mm-hmm. every day. Their bills are, and the reality of it is, is you come first. You are your number one priority. You are your number one ministry. That is now, with, with that being said, do you think as we're younger, we're programmed that way to feel like we have to put these things in a boxing perspective as far as this is what makes you an adult because you're paying these and I understand you taking care of care of self, but in the whole content of taking care of self, you still are grown if you move out on your own and you still have Oh well I talk about that. Okay. So I talk about that. So is that chapter two, chapter three? Chapter which I one is this? Oh okay, so no. So in the respect of when we're ten years old our parents tell us, when you get your job, you can buy whatever you want. Word. Lies. Now, <laughs> and I think it says specifically in the book, raise your hand if you have a job and you feel like you can buy whatever you want right now. Right. Negative. Right. So the reality of it is, a part of our programming, a part of what we heard when we were 10 years old, said that all I had to do was get a job. And if I get a job, I could buy all the McDonald's I want. I could buy right. all the video games I want. I could go all the places I wanted to go. Not and it's, But we still have that little mm-hmm. voice in the back of our head that was like, well, that's what we were supposed to do. We Go were ahead, supposed get, to get, get you that big man. Yeah. You know you want that. Yes, get you too. Tell, tell me. You a, worth it. Put a little extra And that's on what that. we don't understand. Like you were saying, the small leap, it slowly wrecks us financially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you were talking like in the previous segment about why can't we get there to where we're putting meaningful dollars together to make things. Right. Because, you know. You can't go traveling. Why? Because you don't want to make a sandwich. You right. that? Those are just like little nuggets you've been dropping. Is We have to understand and kill these small leaks. Mm-hmm. And like what you talk about in chapter four about you are the CEO of, of you. Mm-hmm. And you have to have these discussions. Some may be painful. Some may be even be uncomfortable. Yeah. But your future is at stake. I don't think people... And that's the seriousness that I want to impress upon people to check this book out. I mean, sure. it's not a long read, but it's it's great information. You I mean, will have it's you would have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. I mean, that was what I put into this book was what I've learned. It wasn't that I went to school and I studied. It was looking at my fellow man. It was looking at my brothers and my sisters. It was looking at my parents and my grandparents. Bless you, Randy. Oh, excuse me. Being able to say, I know how people spend money. I know that this situation presents itself. I even talk about the first time I pulled money out of my own investments was to fix the transmission on my car. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be so elated and invaded that it's like, oh, well, you know, you're just using your money to buy investments and things of that nature. No, I want, I understand life happens. Being able to say, I can save a little bit. Me and a guy were talking earlier today, and we were talking about, you know, kind of using the vision vault. And he said, well, why don't you just use a high saving, high yield savings account instead? And I said, because most people don't have a few thousand dollars to drop into it to get that same rate of return. But they need to get in the habit of saving and investing and putting money yes. into that bucket. So when it's there, mm-hmm. then it can be used. And I was... It all came back to, I went to my daughter's vision of all, and of course, we all know that she's pregnant with the twin sisters. Yeah. Twin princesses. Twin sisters. Um, but I want her to sit down. I don't want her to have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I won't have to struggle and stress with that. And being able to go to the vision vault, pull the money out, and let her have a few thousand dollars that says, go sit down. You don't have to get up and go to work. You don't have to stress you can cook my legacy. You can continue to grow my legacy. That is so important to me right now. Mm-hmm. Not college, not buying a house, not any. But I want you to be able. Do we have a bucket where we can truly say, please take time off from work right. and just grow the babies inside of you? Right. Because they mean so much more to me. Mm-hmm. than you collecting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right. And considering that we are able to put little investments over time and then able to pull those out 
and say, here you go, mm -hmm. tax-free and penalty-free. Mm -hmm. Most people can't identify with that. They don't understand that that right. is even a reality. They just look at it and it's like, well, I, I got a 401k or I got a savings mm -hmm. account. They don't understand that that Very money true. is still making money even though it's out of the true. account. Yeah, and that that's the beautiful part. You go into the different accounts, which also another nugget there will be some coursework coming out so stay tuned for that as well we're we're proud of you and we know it's in the works yes yes, yes, yes 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 but i wanted to read a passage here and then we'll um we'll close this out thank you for for sharing with us we appreciate it i want everybody to hear this this is a small excerpt with your permission i'd like Please, to read it thank you everyone is capable of creating their own vision vault to be used as future wealth i believe you can do it decide now do you want to live out your 100 visions or do you want to stay where you are and complain? If building wealth is your choice, it requires making decisions that align with your goals. And that's just a word of encouragement from the author herself. I mean, that's something that we can all link up. That girl on. good. She, I don't know who she, she wrote. She done, she done good <laughs> on that one. Done good. But uh, yeah, we'll, so we'll go around now, guys. This has been an action-packed hour, and I'm excited. <laughs> like uh, where we where we got today. I hope everyone else is is filled up from this, ready to charge another week. So with that being said, everybody just pass on your word of encouragement, and let's uh, say goodbye to the folks. Well, you know, I'll start by saying thank you for the opportunity to really talk about the book. I'm so grateful and thankful to have the opportunity to share it with people because. I really feel like it speaks to a person's other aspect of financial planning. I want to make sure I talk to their heart because that's how we spend our money. We spend our money emotionally. I mean, we talk about it a lot of times. We want to spend it logically. We want to budget. We want to be able to. But we know the reality of it is, is that, oh, somebody's in the hospital. Well, we got to give them money. Or, oh, well, somebody's got a baby shower. We got to give them money. Whatever the case may be, I definitely want to make sure that People understand, I understand how money works. It's not just the, oh, you get 8% rate of return. That's not how money works. Money works in, I got to pull it out in three months because I got to get my car fixed. I got to pull it out because the plumbing went out, whatever the case may be. So I definitely want to just acknowledge, I'm here to help you reach your goals and your vision I believe that money can solve 98% of most problems. Um, and I definitely feel like it's one of those things that's super important for us to talk about. And I also want to encourage people to be positive about their money. I don't know if you've seen my new sign over there, but it clearly says, in this space, we only speak abundance. Yep. We don't talk a mad about money. We don't say, oh, well, I'm mad about this bill. We don't say, I'm mad at myself. For creating that bill, you bought that house. You knew that that was a 4,000 square foot house. You knew that it was going to be a big ass utility bill that came along with that house. What about we bless some of these bills and we bless some of this credit and we bless some of these things that said it allowed me to do the things that I wanted to do and then allow us to create a positive, just forceful energy that will allow us to have more and more and more of that attitude of gratitude. So that's the number one thing that I just want to put out there is do not talk bad about your money. Your money has been there for you more times than not. And we need to make sure that we are, one, putting in a position where it's going to be for us later. But two, we also keep the right mindset and attitude so we can be able to enjoy it and increase it even later on in life. And I don't think that that's being shared enough in our current environment. I think right. so many people are like, oh, I want a better credit score. Why, Sway? Are you about to buy something? No. Okay. Then, you know, are you, are you going to start your business? Mm -hmm. Are you going to use it to buy some business credit? Are you mm -hmm. going to use it to, well, don't let me get off task. But speak abundance. Right. Speak positively to your money. Speak positively to yourself. Do not have a level of defeativeness. And that's all I want to say. Money, 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 money. Good and beneficial money comes to me in the most divine and miraculous way. And that was actually one of my affirmations. And I, I put it in the book and I believe that. And I would Get really. Get the book, B. 
Get the book, babe. Yes, yes, yes. And you can find the book on my website, IamWealthyNow.com, LifeVisionSolutions.com. Dot com. Who taught you how to be broke? Dot com. <laughs> Facebook. Dot but, Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really do hope people have an opportunity to check it out. I definitely think it's a different spin on the financial industry. And of course, there's some new and bigger things is coming down the pipeline because I also want to start releasing some of these money blocks. I want to work into some money manifestations. Yes. Mm, you move yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Okay, I'm sorry. All good. Yo, uh, first I want to say is you all are great if you're listening to us. If you're not listening to us, well, find us. Tell your friends if you're listening to us because you should get on this train. Or as young people like to say, this wave, ride this wave. Try to catch a wave. You know what I mean? Uh, this is something that we're putting down that the other two people in the room, they have the vision, they have the mind state. I'm with you guys. I'm trying to get my feet wet, trying to get into some things. I'm trying to find my way through that and dive my way through it. And I'm get anytime I'm on here, I get jewels. Biggest thing you have to understand though is you have to keep a positive mind state. I don't care how bad it gets. Sure. You always have to get up, even if you get knocked down. Get up, say, "Look, that just happened. I'm good." Clean yourself off and go. Uh, be looking out on the Facebook page. I'm about to start a new thing that we discussed today. Where I am basically going to be giving you positive vibes. All types of positive vibes throughout the week. Can't tell you exactly when it's going to happen. But tomorrow. Know that. It's as far happening. As that, it's, it's happening. It's about to happen. He just put it out the thing the about universe. it is, man, is I'm, when I talk, man, I'm the one, I guess, that my main thing is putting out positive energy. Regardless of what I'm going through. I love to put out positive energy because I've been in places where I didn't think I was going to come back up. I've been in places where I've been down. And when I say down, I mean down. You know what I mean? But I am where I am today, and I'm not where I want to be, but I am where I am. Where I have my own little place. I have my ambition to produce something great. But I want you to get in your mind that you too can do something great. And it doesn't have to be something that's going to change the world. First start with your community. Change your community first and then go from there. Positive vibes, people. Care Bear, Care Bear. Y'all still can't call him Care Bear either. I only get to call him Care Bear. Alright, so good. <laughs> I want to round it out and just say start with one. That's all I want to encourage y'all to do. Start with one positive thought. Start with one positive action. Just start with one and then try to do better the next day. There's so many things we could look at, but uh, as David speaks all the time, Napoleon Hill was right. You got to have definiteness of purpose. And until you know that, find yourself busy doing something, helping out where you can, assisting where you can. Together we can make great things happen. Uh, a lot of small things done over a period of time can add up to some great things. And that's where we're trying to take the Rama movement. We appreciate you all being a part. Of the movement. She just sold a book while we were sitting here, so go get your copy. Hey, look for the audio on the on the Facebook page and uh, check us out during the week. Uh, interact with us. Thank you for always listening, interacting, like, share, comment. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and that's it for the evening. Woo-hoo. Peace.